This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Ops Authority Podcast. Today, we're talking all about productivity, but this isn't going to be what you're used to hearing or what you'd be expecting on the topic of productivity. While productivity doesn't necessarily fall inside the realm of operations, planning for productivity does. Yes, plan for productivity. You heard that right. It just doesn't happen. It's always purposeful, which is why a plan is needed. And we're going to talk today about a few things that you can do to create a productive culture for your business. So think about those times that you've sat down to write a to-do list on Sunday for the upcoming week. The next weekday just flows better, right? You sit down to work and you have a plan. There's less emotion, there's less fiddling between what you should do and what you want to do. And another perk is that if you have a team, that to-do list gives you the clarity on exactly what you should delegate and you delegate with confidence. So before we get into the one, two, threes, let's simmer on this quote. And it's one that I have made up, but it's one that's so important to me. There are two things that are contagious in business, productivity and success. To say that again, two things are contagious in business, productivity and success. And I believe that they're tied together and I want both for you. I've seen productivity lead to leaner businesses, shorter workdays, and larger launches. All the things that are music to a small business owner's ears and their heart just like mine. So let's dive in. There are three things we're going to talk about today. And the first one is creating the ideal week for you. So what is an ideal week exercise? An ideal week is a visual map of how you're going to use your time throughout the week. And it should include both personal and professional obligations. Oh, and some white space too. You know, we aren't robots. And so downtime is going to be a necessity and it's also very healthy. This is going to allow you to be more productive because you're going to have a solid view of your time and you're going to waste less and achieve more. Hello, productive week. So how are you going to make this happen? First of all, I always create a new calendar in Google and I title it ideal calendar, or maybe it's the fall ideal calendar, the spring ideal calendar, the summer, whatever the season is for you, because I have several of these in my Google. And I like to do it there. Even though I don't use Google Calendar all that much, I like to just lay it out there because it's got the color coding feature. It's you know a time-based system and it's visual. And that's what I like. So you'll need to understand where your priorities are in this season of life. Do your kids need more of your time? Is your spouse traveling more than usual? Are you training for a half marathon? Are you launching a new product in your business? Are you committed to taking a professional development course? You've got to know where your energy is going to be and plan to prioritize those. So I would suggest you to list those out and then give each one of those things, those priorities, a specific color, because that's how you're going to create this color coding on your Google calendar. 
So personally, I'm in the season of raising teens, two very sporty ones with daily practices. Guys, I have calculated that I drive 17 hours a week to cart my kids around to practices. So my family obligations take precedence over absolutely everything. And remember, I left a high earning position to show up as the best mom I could. And one of those things was to spend every day from 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. with my kids. And that time is most often spent driving them. And I absolutely love it. So for all the teen moms out there, you probably know where I'm going because those conversations in the car are priceless. So I begin this exercise by outlining what my kids' practice schedules are, and then I add in travel time. So we live out in the country, so it's always at least a 45-minute drive to get anywhere, including Target. Then I look at game days and times, school holidays, and any other commitments that they may have. Next, I determine my time, which right now includes my workout time, girls' nights, date night, and my Bible study day. And yes, I dream of adding in gardening and reading and some creative time, but it's just not the season right now. I even plan when I'm going to the grocery store and doing meal prep. These are essential for me to be productive and less distracted during the week. So now it's time to finally add in my work activities. And I compartmentalize my days by business activity. So Mondays and Wednesdays are content days. Tuesdays and Fridays are teaching days and call days. And then Thursdays are just my catch-up day. So this has really been helpful for me because when I start to drift, I remember the theme of the day and then I'm able to refocus my time. There was once upon a time where I had, my calendar was a complete mess and I had, you know, 30 minute coffee chats here and I had client meetings here and there was no real carved out time where I was dedicated to content. And now I know having lived through those days that creating content is one of those things that's going to keep me relevant, keep me visible. And so I have to have dedicated time to do it because I'm not a natural content creator. So it really, really helps me to know that Mondays and Wednesdays are the day that I'm going to record podcasts or I'm going to connect with my team on upcoming content. I may also work on my social media, et cetera. And now from here, I'm going to get really granular. I know that I'm going to need at least 30 minutes of administrative time every single day. And one day of the week, I'm going to block at least an hour and a half. I block out podcast time, team meeting time, strategic time, continuing education time, because we've all bought a course that we need to take advantage of, and visibility time on their respective days. And this is where it gets a little bit like Tetris, because soon I'm going to realize as I'm plugging these things in that I actually have no time to do hashtag all the things. So I encourage you to not let your priorities shift here. It's super tempting, especially for me as a high-achieving definitely overcommitted to excellence, that I'm going to want to shift my personal time, my me time. I'm going to want to shift that because it's kind of discretionary. I don't have to have a date night. I don't have to have a girl's night. I don't have to work out, right? So this is where it gets to be super, super easy and tempting for me to erase a workout and replace it with something work-oriented. So remember that that prioritize the list that you created with what's important to you right now. You've got to make sure that you're looking at that. So it's super easy to delete a block of time that is yours for work time. I see you high achievers. I'm one of you and I negotiate with myself often, actually too often. So just don't go there. If I can encourage you for anything in this episode, make sure that you are represented on this calendar. 
Next, I want you to take a look. Notice the color distribution. Remember earlier that I said that you had to have a different color for each priority? Does your calendar reflect that? Your number one priority, is that the color that you see the most on this calendar? And here's something that I learned the hard way. I wasn't leaving enough discretionary time. And friends, there will be days and weeks where you're gonna have to flex because a priority needs your attention or you're gonna need some rest. I'm not a hustle, hustle, hustle person. It is in my nature to always hustle, but I've learned over time and in this entrepreneurial journey that I have to take some time to decompress or I'm gonna completely burn out. And it's gonna be more or different than what you planned in your ideal week. So let's face it, ideal is ideal and it's not every day, but that's what you're creating right now. You're going to be creating your ideal week. So let's leave some time for white space for yourself and for your sanity, because if everything is back to back, you're going to fail and this will cause you to give up. So when you're done with this, make sure that you agree with it. Now print it out and update your scheduling software. This is something that I have forgotten to do several times. So update your scheduling software. If you use Acuity or Calendly or whatever it is that you're using to schedule your appointments, take this calendar, give it to your virtual assistant or whoever it is that's helping you with your scheduling. Or if you're still doing this, like me, then you're going to want to go in there and update that scheduling software. And I use Acuity because I think it's just the best. But I need to go in there and make sure that I block out those Mondays and Wednesdays, which are content days. So Now I want you to share it with your team so that they know and they can also help to protect your team. I know I probably, actually I don't know if I've mentioned in my podcast yet, but Esther is my right hand and she is the world's best about helping me to protect my time. So she can only do that if I come to her first and let her know, hey, this is where I'm I'm doing this on Monday and Wednesday and this on Tuesday, Friday. So that is the only way that she's going to be able to really be the help that I need her to be, even though at that time, I'm like, oh, don't remind me. <laughs> but it's always nice to have that support. So use this as a guide for a few weeks and set a reminder on your calendar for three to four weeks out. At that point, I want you to audit the system. See if it's reflective of your current day. In Google, it is so nice because you can have different calendars and you can activate them or deactivate them. I love to activate both my ideal week calendar as well as the email calendar that I use for all of my appointments. When I overlay them, I'm able to see and give myself a litmus test. Am I really following what it is that I knew that I needed when I set this up. So you might have to recalibrate and make some changes, but don't lose focus of your priorities. If your children or your business or you or your spouse are the most important priority right now, don't lose focus as this time goes on. And I know the power that is in the 60-minute activity. It's going to take you about 60 minutes to do this, but please don't miss it because it has a massive payoff in your weekly productivity. And number two is your business hub. So what exactly is a business hub? Well, it's a centralized place for all the things that are in your business. So it's no secret that you're going to want to run your business effectively. And a hub with important information or commonly requested items is going to be a massive time saver. But deeper than that, it's going to allow you to have one place where all of these items live. So when a new team member joins, there's less strain on you, less irritation, and you're going to be able to find these things really quickly without spending hours and hours digging. And yes, that's how long it takes to find hashtag all the things. 
Plus, they're going to get a better glance at your overall business. And true fact, ask you less nagging questions that just cause you more work. Like, where can I find your brand board or your hex colors? These are things that come up all the time. If you're an operations gal, I highly encourage you to start every relationship with a client by using this tool. Invest the time up front. It's an asset that you're going to thank me for, I promise. So what should be included in this? Well, what's important to you and your business is the cheap answer, but there are also some basics that I recommend, such as your bio, your important links, testimonials, brand information, your mission, vision, and values that I can't emphasize enough. I believe if you go back to episode number four, you'll hear all about that. And maybe even some legal documents like your website policies and your contract agreements. There is so much that can be here. So how are you going to make this happen? Well, I've made it extremely easy for you, and I've created a template that you can just swipe and start to fill in. Go to theopsauthority.com slash business hub all one word. And this is going to be a Trello board. But if you're a hater of Trello, I mean, you prefer another tool, you can easily transfer that information into the project management tool of your choice. So use this even just to get a glimpse of it. It's really going to cut down all the thought process that could go into this. Like, what do I need? Should this be included? Now it's yours. So you can do whatever it is that you want to. And on this board, there's going to be a video. There's also instructions for every single category, and it should make it really fast for you. But you may not want or need every single field or column that is on that board. And if that's the case, just delete it and move forward. No big deal. You may even find some that I haven't included that you will want to add. So you're going to be surprised how much this pays off long-term. I am so passionate about this that I give every person who posts a screenshot of their completed business hub, which I call (laughs) B-Hub, you got to love that, B-Hub for business hub, Uh, who completes their B-Hub in our Ops Insiders group, a free Starbucks coffee or a tea because, ooh, coffee. Guys, I'm not a coffee drinker. So if you're wondering what the Ops Insiders is, well, let me tell you, it's our cozy place on the internet where I do weekly trainings that correlate to these podcasts. It's really an extension of the goodies that we talk about here. It's an interactive group that's guaranteed not to waste your social seconds. And I know we all waste a lot of social seconds. So bottom line, grab this at theopsauthority.com forward slash business hub and make this a priority. And I promise you, it will make you more productive in the long run. So number three, the last one that we're going to talk about today is SOPs. So what is an SOP? SOP stands for Standard Operating Procedures, and this is an acronym that gets tossed around a lot, especially in the growing and scaling business world. And that's for a reason. As new businesses, your focus should be or is likely on revenue and visibility activities. But as you get your footing and you shift to scaling your business, your operations are soon going to take over. And you want to know why? It's time to do business with more ease and operations are going to allow that to happen by creating these efficiencies. When we are in this phase, that's what's happening. So have you ever heard of the phrase work smarter, not harder? Well, that's what operational efficiencies are all about. So to scale, you'll do yourself a huge favor by documenting your processes. And by doing this, you're going to make it easy to transition the task that you may be doing or the process that you're currently doing or owning to somebody else. And that is going to save you time. So even if you're going to remain the owner of this process, it's still a really good idea to document it so you know exactly what to do. 
I have used this in my own business and I have a Trello card with a long list in case Esther cannot do something for me. I have a Trello card that shows me how to create an opt-in in ConvertKit. And I created this out of necessity. One time she wasn't available and I had to have this backup. So it's super helpful if you're going to take over a task, if I'm transitioning a task, or if it's something that I just hold on to every week. And, or maybe it's something that you don't do very often. Maybe it's a once a year or once every six month activity. It's hard to remember all the tech steps, especially tech. They're often the ones that are screaming, create this, document this. So encourage you to do that. And at this point, you may be wondering where you're going to start with SOPs. And these are processes, workflows, and systems. Those three words really have a very similar meaning. And these are all things that you're going to use to get your work done. So most often, these involve administrative activities, and they have several tasks linked together to reach an outcome. So how do you get started on this? I'm going to give you a plan. Number one. Determine the one to three processes that you would like to outsource when the time and the finances allow. Some of the common ones that I see or assist with are email management. So give the instructions of how somebody would come into your email and manage that effectively. Maybe you're looking at categories. Maybe you're looking at creating some automation in there. Maybe it's canned responses. Whatever that is, start looking at that. Another one that I see are sending invoices or contracts when you're beginning a new relationship. So everybody listening, if we're not sending invoices, we're not getting paid. And I know that sounds so basic, but I can't tell you how many people have lost out on income and revenue by not sending regular invoices. So I use a system like Dubsado to make sure that this happens for me and it's it's automated. I just have to set it up at the beginning of the relationship. So whatever that looks like for you, I wanna make sure that we get that documented. So we have a standard and it's also something that's very easy to hand off. And if you ever move to a tool like Dubsado or 17 Hats or any of these other management tools out there, it will really make it easy for you. And the number one, the biggest one I see is, can you help me create an SOP with content creation? And there are going to be individual episodes on these items coming up in the future, but content creation. So how do you literally go from writing your blog to putting your blog on WordPress, to getting it out on social, to sharing it, to putting on Pinterest? There can be so many steps and, you know, there's a lot of similarities, but everyone's is a little bit unique depending on the tools that they use. So this is the tip of the iceberg. And if you track what you do at your computer, you're going to come up with a big old list of the processes that you probably didn't even realize were processes. Anything that's repetitive that you do on a regular basis, these things require a standard operating procedure. So an SOP. All right. So now you've identified them. Now we have to make them happen. How do you do this? And this is going to be a tip that is really interesting probably for a lot of people, but you've got to record them now. So you can write them in a list format or you can do a screen recording through a tool like Loom, L-O-O-M. And I have a tip here that comes from decades of observation. Millennials and younger are going to gravitate towards a video capture and Gen Xers like myself often are gonna prefer a linear list. So don't overthink the tool that you're gonna use or how you're gonna do this. 
just capture it in the way that's easiest to you and know that there's not just one way. I mean, there are several tools out there for processes, like Process Street, Sweet Process, but it doesn't even have to be like that. You can put it in a Trello board, you can capture it in an Excel spreadsheet, you can capture it in a Google Sheet, you can put it in Loom or Zoom. It really doesn't matter, guys. The most important thing is to capture it in the way that's easiest for you. So whatever doesn't cause you a barrier, use that tool. The idea is just to capture it. It doesn't have to be pretty or professional. And you wanna know why? Because the person who's gonna come in and perform this is going to update it with your approval because of previous experience or they find efficiencies or technology changes. So don't let perfectionism get in the way. And I've had to learn this the hard way because I'm an Enneagram number one. Anyone else out there? So the most important thing I can tell you is to save them in your B-Hub or your business hub. SOPs allow you to be more productive by setting you up to let your future labor or workforce, whether it can be contract or employee, to self-manage. And the expectations are clear so they know what to execute without asking you questions. This allows you to be the leader and not the manager, and it's going to save you so much time and emotional weight in your business years. So as a recap, I want you to carve out some time and complete these three things, creating an ideal week calendar in Google Cal or Google Calendar, (laughs) complete the business hub, be hub, and start your SOPs by just thinking about one to three processes that you would love to outsource. As an operator of businesses who manages multiple teams and projects, addressing these Three, productivity projects will allow both you and the CEO to do your job best, and you're going to work most efficiently, which will only save you money and frustration in the long run and time. So I'd like to remind you to join theopsinsiders.com because we are going to have a training on creating your ideal calendar. So join today. Thanks so much for showing up and let's get productive. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.